This is the Straight Truth Podcast, biblical answers to difficult questions from a Christian worldview. So, Pastor, a week ago or two weeks ago, the Southern Baptist Convention met a cooperation of churches um, that at least began with a sort of central mission to pool their money together and send missionaries out into the world to preach the gospel. Obviously, that's grown and has flourished. The Lord's blessed it in a lot of ways, and there's also been a lot of trouble in the Southern Baptist Convention Mm -hmm. over the years. And uh, it made me wonder and consider and, and wanted to ask you, what your view is on uh, a denominational cooperation like that. And we've, we've talked about church cooperation on this podcast before, even some what are the guidelines for cooperation um, and whether there should be a common statement of faith and, and uh, a common emphasis and impetus for church mission. Um, you know, are denominations good and helpful or should independent churches be the norm? I wonder if you could just say, what, what is the New Testament teaching of church cooperation? Yeah, obviously, in the New Testament, you see the churches cooperating together, you know, you have circular letters among the New Testament epistles that were passed from one church to the next church, etc. So you see that kind of cooperation. You'll see in the New Testament offerings being taken up for suffering churches. You'll see in the New Testament uh, greetings being sent from one congregation to another or members of the congregation to, to other people in that fellowship. Prayer asked for among the churches. So you see all sorts of cooperation. Mm -hmm. It's a unique time. The church is brand new. Uh, The apostles are still on the scene. Mm -hmm. The doctrine, therefore, across the board is uniform. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The the various viewpoints that now distinguish churches and denominations had not arisen to to the same degree. So it's a different time you're looking at in the New New Testament. But what it is instructive about is the idea that churches are in cooperation with other churches and should be concerned for other churches. And and so we're not an island unto ourselves. So I think there's Mm. good instruction there for us today about the need for and the benefit of cooperation among churches. Our own conviction is is that each local congregation is autonomous. It's self-governing. So we would not be a part of a denomination that would dictate Governance and polity governance, and polity, who can be the pastor. Right, or, yeah, down to the leaders. local church level. Yeah. So we, we would not be a part of a denomination like that, which, we, which is to say that where you have denominations that acknowledge the autonomous nature of church governance, they really are fellowships. Though you, you use the word denomination, and that's mm-hmm. fine, they really are fellowships of churches, mm-hmm. churches that have okay. voluntarily decided to cooperate together mm-hmm. to, for some end Mm -hmm. that is better served by that cooperation. So when you talk about the Southern Baptist Convention, missions is really what holds the convention together Mm -hmm. as well as, and this is a part of its mission, missions process, but the seminaries. So Mm -hmm. the ability to train men for future ministry. This is what makes the the, uh, denomination, Mm -hmm. the fellowship, what it is. So is there value to that? I think there is, but there are also decisions to be made uh, around that question that have to do with common beliefs, common goals, even down to the level of philosophy of ministry. At some point you have to ask, this group of churches, do we enjoy <laughs> working together with them? Or, or do we have enough in common mm-hmm. that it's it's beneficial? Mm-hmm. So every local church has that decision to make. Mm-hmm. You mentioned uh, doctrinal unity there in the, in the, in the early church. What about 
text like Acts 15, so you got this group coming together. It seems like it's like just a denominational meeting, if you, if you will, yeah. a fellowship of uh, believers and leaders in the church coming together and trying to correct some errors that yeah. seem to be outside that. Is that something that churches should still cooperate in doing? I think they can. I mean, I think there's 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 a place for that. If you're a part of a, a denomination or a fellowship of churches, the, the truth that each church is self-governing does not rule out the thought that collectively churches can help each other even with doctrinal matters. So the Jerusalem Council that you mentioned is one, one good example of that. Mm-hmm. Again, the apostles are still on the scene, so there, yep. there's some uniqueness to it. But nonetheless, they're asking questions about circumcision and about how the Jew relates to the Gentile and what should be expected from Gentiles coming from paganism in the churches and those sorts of things. So, so um, yeah, I mean, there's a place where we help each other, can help each other think through those issues where that fellowship or that denomination exists. There's nothing wrong with that. And then even you go back in church history, you have the various church councils where, again, the same sort of thing. We're thinking through doctrinal issues, Trinity and other things, and working those issues out through a fellowship of pastors and church leaders. So there's nothing uh, wrong with that. Each local church has a decision to make about where that cooperation exists. Mm -hmm. And so... In a denomination, a very large one like the Southern Baptist Convention, which met a couple you know, weeks ago, uh, there seemed to be a growing concern uh, around a large group of people that say um, the interpretation of 1 Timothy 2, that uh, men only should be uh, the ones who are, who are preaching uh, and teaching in the church, obviously that follows into the qualifications for leadership in 1 Timothy 3 that um, that was being usurped in a lot of churches. There was a very prominent prominent church, Saddleback uh, Church in California, uh, where that has changed for them. And so there was this growing concern that do we welcome churches like that or, or keep them in the convention, or do we remove them from our fellowship? Um, do you see that as sort of a dividing line for denominational cooperation? I know your answer, but still, let's, let's just say it. And then um, are, there, are there things beyond that? Or is it, if that ever changed in the Southern Baptist Convention, would that, what would that mean for you? Yeah, for leadership? sure, Josh. And as a fellow elder in this church, you know, these are conversations we've had at the level of, of our elder meetings. We are a Southern Baptist church. Uh, we're part of the convention. At what point do we continue or not continue with that fellowship of churches and this last issue that came up about women pastors is one of those make-or-break issues for us. I think a helpful way to think through it, you know, at the local church level, we think about doctrine in, in terms of three tiers, so to speak. You have what is core doctrine for us. This gets down to the level of what it means to be a Christian. If you don't believe what is in the core category, you're likely not a believer. So that's, that's one issue. Second issue, characteristic doctrine. So you, we acknowledge people can differ in this realm, realm two, people can have differences and still be brothers, fellow believers. We just don't see these things the same way. So if we think about Presbyterian churches and baptism, for example, that would be a, a, a tier two issue for us. Mm-hmm. We're not saying our Presbyterian brothers aren't brothers, but that issue of baptism is a big issue. So characteristic doctrine. Third doctrine, charitable things, things that are not make or break issues for us. We just agree to disagree in some of these things, but we can still fellowship together at the local church level. Well, those same three categories have to be thought of at a denominational level. Mm-hmm. Are we, do we agree about the core issues? Mm-hmm. Then what characterizes this, this denomination? 
And in this realm, is there enough agreement among us that we can, we can walk together, we can minister together, we can fellowship together uh, with sweet fellowship? These are things we have to think about. There will always be charitable things where we just agree to disagree. But that category too is what we're grappling with. And, and the issue we were talking about, women pastors, I mean, First Timothy 2 is plain, mm-hmm. plain language. So when we're at a point that we're, we're going to deny what Scripture says plainly, no matter what our claim is with respect to our view of Scripture, that gets to the very issue of the inerrancy and the authority of the Word of God. And so that's a make-or-break issue for us. But it's not the only one. There are mm-hmm. other things like that you have to grapple with. I, I heard it described, um, or read it, I should say, described, it was on Twitter, actually. And I would give, give credit if I could remember. I can't remember who posted it. But I thought it was helpful to talk about that tier one in terms of the foundation. If you think about a building, these are foundational things. Mm-hmm. And then he talked about the tier two issues in a very helpful way. There are things that you can't say are the foundation, but it's like you're digging around the foundation in such a way that if you actually embrace these things, you're going to weaken the foundation mm-hmm. and it could eventually lead to the collapse of the foundation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a helpful way to think about it. When, when a, a, a denomination is headed in a direction that they're beginning to embrace things that I can't say are foundational. It's not make or break break with respect to whether you're a Christian or not. However, it is so undermining the foundation that it could lead to the collapse of it in the future. Those are serious issues Hmm. that every church has to consider. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener supported. So if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels, so be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.